Hey everyone, it is day one of a military spouse journey and I have been up for what feels like two days. Um, I got about four hours of sleep on the plane, which was not as comfortable as you would think, um, but I'm excited and I'm wired and I probably should be going to sleep, but I made a promise that I was going to do a raw video journal of my experiences each day and share them with you. I feel so blessed to be able to have this opportunity and go on this trip with the Secretary of Defense, Ash Carter. Um, it has been a wonderful experience so far, and I've already seen things that I never thought that I would see, and I wanted to share a little bit with you what my day has been like and um, the difference that I think it makes in me and my perspective and the difference that I think that it can make in yours. Um, I'm really excited about the next several days. I think it's going to get even more exciting as we go along, and I wish I could share with you what's going to happen each day, and I just can't, so you're just going to have to tune in and see what happens. But I can tell you that tonight, and actually each night, I'll be coming to you from Bahrain, which is the most beautiful place, at least at night. We got here at night, and we got off the plane, and it seemed, I mean, just the airport terminal had crystal chandeliers, and and what looked like marble tiled floors, and um, it just was gorgeous. And it was just a really quick coming in and getting on the buses and coming to the hotel. But they have been so wonderful to greet us, and so it's a it's an outstanding place to be. And I again, I feel um, very blessed. Um, so, given that this is a raw video journal, um, I am not going to try to be perfect. I'm not going to edit this video a lot on any of the nights that I do them. Um, if I fumble through it, I fumble through it. Um, I'm likely to be very tired and um, I'm really not going to try really hard to look awesome. So I hope you appreciate that. <laughs> I also want to point out that I'm just a normal military spouse. I may be a clinician and, and do counseling for um, service members and their spouses. Um, and I might be military spouse of the year, but I'm just a normal, regular spouse. And, and I stay up to date on what's happening in the world by watching the news, just like anybody else, and doing the best that I can to understand what's really going on in the world and how complex it is. And so um, I'm also not going to be, claim to be perfect at being a journalist all of a sudden because I'm not a journalist. Um, so I am learning so much myself about what's going on in the world and the role that um, our service members play in uh, the battle with ISIS, and um, also we as spouses, the role that we play in supporting our service members, and I think that that's why this whole hashtag power of marriage is so important to me, because if um, if the missions that we're, our service members are going to be going on and, and the things that are going on in the military, if it's not necessarily going to slow down, then we really have to take a look at how are we going to um, really dive in and invest into our marriages and make them strong so that no matter what the mission calls um, or how it calls upon us to sacrifice our time and energy, that we will be able to be behind our service member and the calling that they have. So... That's my big caveat to this week of I'm not going to be perfect, I'm going to be tired, and so you, I just hope you're going to be cool with that. So <laughs> I have a feeling you will be. So um, basically, um, I had an amazing flight 
um, that was very long, and um, the plane itself was awesome, um, but I really don't really want to get into that as much, not any particular reason other than it just doesn't tie into what um, it can be for you as far as making your marriage great. Um, I will say that um, the Secretary of Defense, Ash Carter, and his wife, Stephanie, who's come along um, on this trip, are really awesome people, and that is so comforting and exciting for me to be able to say to you because I think that a good leader is someone who is sincere and genuine and has integrity, um, loves what he does um, or she does, um, and is passionate about that and knowledgeable and, um, and appreciates the team-mindedness. And I can tell you that just from the last day and a half, two days, whatever day we're on um, so far, I can tell you that that has been my experience so far. Um, of the secretary. He came out on the plane and sat with the press and answered questions and basically the gist of it was that he wanted to go on this tour to thank um, families and thank the troops for what they do and for sacrificing their time, especially during the holidays and wanted to, wanting to personally thank each one of them. And I can tell you that he is doing that. He is um, one by one shaking hands with every troop that he comes across and saying thank you and saying um, thank you for what you do. And um, we landed at, um, at Inserlik, which is an air base in Turkey. And um, I have a blog that I'm going to expand on that a little bit. But the gist of that is, is that it's a Turkish airbase, and a lot of our um, U.S. forces and families actually are stationed there. And we do a lot of the airstrikes in Syria out of that Turkish airbase. And so what was really wonderful to get to experience is, number one, I got to see military spouses and see families, and I got to see military kids and in Turkey, and that was cool. Um, basically, the situation that they're in as families is that um, if they want to stay with their service member, then they can move with their service member, but, and that would guarantee them two years with their service member. If they don't, then the service member goes for 15 months. The problem is that um, the threats of ISIS and, and just how turbulent everything is in Syria and in Turkey now and in the border between the two, um, it's made it really dangerous for our military families to even go off post. And so there's been what I'm going to call a lockdown um, for our military families, and they can't even go off post or off base. And that's been especially difficult for them. They're going on um, over 100 days, um, one military spouse told me. And if they reach 180 days, then there is the possible concern that there will be a forced evacuation if it's not safe enough. And thankfully, the secretary was able to encourage them and say that he really hopes um, that, that doesn't happen and doesn't foresee it happening because he really does believe that we can contain this and things can get better. So let me get right to it because I don't want to make an hour-long video each night because I know you guys don't have time for that. Um, but let me tell you a few things that I experienced and what, what changed in me. Um, I won't go into everything that changed in me and, and what I've experienced leading up to the pre-departure because I can tell you I learned a lot about myself and a lot about my soldier um, from just the feelings that I went through even before I left. But I can tell you um, one of the first things that stands out to me is this ability to face forward and focus on the mission. That's something that my husband Matt kept telling me is that he was just releasing me to face forward and focus on the mission. And um, I remember wanting to do that for Matt. I remember wanting to tell him, it's okay, go do what you're called to do. Um, but how difficult that was to really tell him that. 
Um, but I can tell you um, that when he did that for me, when he released me, when he gave me that permission to say, go and do what you're called to do, um, I felt the permission to go eyes forward and not worry about what was happening at home. And I can tell you the difference that that made in my ability to appreciate what I'm good at, appreciate what I'm called to do, and and genuinely face forward. And that doesn't mean that I'm forgetting what's behind me and the family that I'm leaving behind. I miss them terribly, and I'd love to hear my husband's voice right now. Um, but I can tell you that when you feel called to do something, and it's your time to do something, that your ability to face forward and do it, and the permission from a family member to, to move forward, whether that's a spouse or whether that's parents, to face the mission and do it because it's what you're good at um, was incredibly um, peaceful and it was, um, it was incredibly freeing to be able to go and do that. Secondly, I will definitely say, wow, the jet lag is incredible. <laughs> I can only imagine what I'm going to report to you um, when I go home and the experiences of going home and, and what that will be like. Um, I can... Um, I will tell you that the biggest things that stood out to me as I went to the air base, and this is a huge shout out to our Air Force and Air Force families, man, you already know this. You know how awesome you are, and I know how proud you are of your service members, but I just want to say I am so proud of our Air Force, and um, there, it's just really awesome what they do, and I know that sounds like, Corey, didn't you know that? And yeah, I did. My dad was an Air Force pilot, um, but as a kid, he was in the uh, he was in the reserves, and I didn't get to see a lot of what he did. Um, but I was proud of what he did. But I really didn't get to see with my eyes actually what he did. And today, um, at Inserlik, I not only got to spend time with the spouses, but I got to um, basically sit on the tarmac and see all of the planes that they're using um, and the power behind these planes. I got to see so many of there's so many new aircraft that are coming in. Um, that are being given to um, us or our coalition partners, Germany and um, and and the, and Turkey, coming in and bringing their aircraft to help support us in the um, battle. I'm trying not to say war, but I guess who cares if I say war? <laughs> um, battle with ISIS and seeing some of their planes all lined up on the tarmac was incredible. Watching them take off, hearing the jets. There was at one point where the secretary was trying to deliver um, some encouraging words to the troops to say thank you. And there were several times we just had to pause because the jets taking off were so loud. It just rumbled in your body and it just was deafening and it was so powerful. And to see so many of those jets um, armed with the bombs that I know they're going on missions um, over Syria, it just made me really appreciate what our Air Force is doing um, and the pilots and, and the focus and the determination that they have to have and um, the precision that they have to have. And a lot of the spouses um, that are really on the front line watching their service members do those missions is pretty incredible. Um, I will share with you what some of the spouses said to me was to be able to be there in Turkey and watch their service member go on those missions and, and have these long hours and then come home um, was really showing them what deployment is really like because it's right there in front of them. Their, their service member is home, and yet they're deployed, and the new experience that they're going through, and it's exactly what I am doing. It is going through and, and sitting in their shoes and, and watching their life unfold for what they're called to do, and, um, 
And that is my challenge to you. That is my challenge to you in your marriages is that I find that we tend to just accept um, the things that we don't understand. And there are times when we have to do that. Um, I will never understand and I don't want to understand um, what it was like for my husband to zip up his friends in body bags. That is not something that we need to understand. That is something that we respect and it's something that we care for and be protective over um, our spouse if they've gone through traumatic things. Um, so there are times that it's it's not it's we're never going to understand, and there's going to feel like there is this gap that's between us. Um, but there's these other things that we can understand, and it just is about us choosing to slow ourselves down and put ourselves in their shoes and really think about what they might be feeling and experiencing. And any one of us can do that. If I can do that so far, if I can do that before I even went on this trip, then I know all of you can too. And so um, our service member has the ability to come home and maybe take care of the kids and while we go away and do something and hopefully um, service members are giving your spouses a chance to go away and rest if you're home. Um, but they have that experience, I think, of, of hopefully watching the kids or, or holding down the home front. Um, but we rarely get the opportunity to experience what it's like for them when they're on these missions and seeing where, where they are working and seeing how they're sleeping and what they're eating. So um, I was highly impressed with the, the DFAC at, um, at the Air Force Base. Um, but the way that I was raised and the little rivalry that's going on between my dad and my husband as far as Air Force versus Army tells me that, um, the Air Force defect just happened to be really nice. And so, <laughs> um, I got like a couple turkey wraps and some French fries and, um, and it was great. It was awesome. So, um, otherwise, um, I just want to tell you that this, um, this battle with ISIS is really real, and I think that I'm seeing that firsthand. Um, I'm seeing the concern. I'm seeing the um, strength from which our leaders are really trying to do what they can to make a difference and not um, necessarily do it all but call upon partners and allies and coalition forces to really help because um, it's the right thing to do. And I'm not going to get into politics, but I, I just want to give that shout out to our leaders and to give that shout out to our service members. Um, let me think if there's anything else. I know I've been going on and on um, really fast because um, my battery is almost dead and I'm hoping that I have the right adapter. You'll find out tomorrow, I guess. Um, so I guess the last thing that I would say is spouses... Um, Ask your service members um, something that you don't understand. Ask them a question. Um, sometimes we talk at them instead of asking them questions. And any time in marriage, it's always better to ask questions and give time for answers um, than it is to just talk at someone. And so my challenge to you is to sit down with your spouse. Maybe we're not talking about deployment. Maybe we're not talking about reintegration. Maybe we're just talking about the day. But sit down with them and just try your hardest to ask questions. How was your day? Um, what was difficult about your day? Um, what could we do to make our marriage stronger? What is something that I do really well that you love so that I can do it more? Um, they can be positive things. So I'm excited to do this for you. Um, I'm thinking about you 24-7 um, other than when I'm sleeping, which is about to happen. Um, and 
I want you to know my heart. My heart is to really um, do this for you and do this for our marriages and, and really hope that our marriages um, become stronger in, in the years to come. So um, I want to hear your questions. If there's something that you don't understand that you would like for me to go find out or figure out, um, tweet them to me or put them on my Facebook page and I will do my best. I have limited Wi-Fi capability, but I will have it in the morning before I go, um, which will be, I think, your evening. So um, send those to me and I will do my best to find those answers because I don't know all of the answers that we all want to know, but I will do my best. Again, I'm not going anywhere unsafe. Um, but it's going to give me a general picture. So thanks for following me. Thanks for being excited about this with me. Um, thanks for being so positive. And um, I'm looking forward to what we're going to share together tomorrow. Um, until then, um, have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon.